Hello and welcome to the Lifehouse Church Beloved Podcast. My name is Lena and I'm here with Carolyn and Debbie. Hello. We are continuing on with our new series on prayer. In the last um, last podcast, we were looking at um, the importance Jesus placed on prayer in his life, that he would often draw away from that time, and that this is something critical and expected of every disciple, that we will be prayers. Um, And it shouldn't be our last resort. It should be the first thing that we do, that um, it should be the preface, the introduction to every move we want to make in our life. And we ended up by looking at the first condition of um, that, that scripture gives us for approaching God in prayer. So Derek Prince in his book has outlined eight conditions how we can be effective um, prayers who actually receive answers to our prayer. So the first one was to come with reverent submission. So that's that deep, solemn respect. So yielding to the Lord's will. Um, So it should be that same attitude that Christ had in the garden before he was crucified, where he asked for the cup to be taken away from him. But he said, yet not my will, but yours. So that is reverent submission. Now we're going to look now at the second condition, which is that we need to have faith. So Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, And without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. If we look at Hebrews 11 verse 1, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So faith is essential for us approaching God and being acceptable to him. So in prayer, I mean, first we need to believe that one, God exists. That's sort of a core foundation. Um, That he is good, that his heart towards us is good, and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. You know, sometimes we do not understand everything that happens, but we still need to believe that God comes through for us and he will answer our prayers if they're in accordance with his will. And we talked last time that sometimes the answer is just not what we expected. It's not when we expected it, but it will come. Now, faith is about relationship. It involves trusting in God, in who he is, having confidence that he comes through for us. We're having confidence in the character of God, in his reliability, his faithfulness to his word. And how we perceive God and his character does affect how we pray. So it's really vital that we have an accurate picture of God. So we understand his goodness, his faithfulness, that we have an understanding of his true character. And we need to understand too how God receives us when we pray. So if we don't believe that God really cares for us, how will we believe that he's going to answer us? So you look at the um the story of the, the prodigal son and how his father received him. He realized, the son realized what he was doing was wrong and he, he went back and he's practicing along the way of what he's going to say to his father. Um, and he's just like, even if I'm just a servant on my father's estate, but his father sees him coming from a long way off and just runs towards him. And that is the same attitude God has towards us. And we look too at like, the scripture that says, um, oh, I haven't written it down here, but you know, uh, if we give good gifts to our earthly children, how much more will God give good, good gifts to his children? 
So if we see our father as a, a removed or stern father, too big and removed to care about the detail of our lives, or even the flip side of that, if we see Jesus as just our, our bestie and never take seriously mm. that obedience to the word and the protocols and spiritual authority, we will simply not pray effectively. Yeah. All right, let's look at Matthew 7, verses 7 to 8. It says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. In Matthew seven eleven says, If you then, oh, there you go, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who seek him? Mm. So that's the attitude our Father has towards us. He is generous and compassionate and he is wanting to hear from us. Can I just say, Lena, you read two of the scriptures had that seek in there as well. Yeah. Where it's not just a casual, oh, we just look or whatever. you really got to mm. push in. Mm. Yeah. Be persistent. Yep. And so action on your part, yeah. And consistent. Um, so faith is trusting in God's person, his good heart and attitude towards us. Whereas the flip side of that is unbelief is saying that we doubt who God is. We're basically like belittling God's character. We're vilifying who he is. Mm. Um, in Matthew 22, 21, 22 says, If you believe, you will receive what you, whatever you ask for in prayer. In 1 John 5, 14, says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So that's the confidence that we need to have in God, confident that he's good, he's going to be faithful to his word, and that we can believe that he hears us. Now, if we're struggling with faith, Romans 10.17 has an amazing answer for us. It says, Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. Faith comes from hearing the word of God. Okay, so if you don't have faith, it can come through hearing God, from listening to God. So God primarily speaks through his word. So if you want to hear from him, you need to invest in time in the word. And you can increase your faith as well. Mm. You know, the more you're in the word and like you say, believing as well and seeing what God's doing. And, and for those of you who are listening as well, this is building your faith. You know, listening mm. to the word because we always try to make sure we put a lot of scripture in and we talk about the word here and that's increasing your faith as mm. well and building your faith. So it's good. Mm. Okay. All right, so God speaks primarily through his word. Now the basis of effective prayer is praying in accordance with the will of God. So when we begin to hear what God has to say to us, we grow in, in faith that our requests will be answer, answered. So Faith is essential to effective prayer. And pray God's word as well. Mm -hmm. you know, actually take scripture and so pray that scripture that? as well. That's Because yep. that's his will and his word, yeah. Mm -hmm. Very powerful. Right. So I've got the next one, which is pray in the name of Jesus. So John 16, verse 23 to 24 says, In that day you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly, I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you've not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. So three truths are implied 
when we pray the name of Jesus. Number one is that we are coming to God on the basis of what he's done for us. 1 Peter 3.18 says, For Christ also suffered once for sins, for, for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive by the, in the spirit. And Ephesians 2.13 says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So we're coming to him on the basis of what he's done mm. on the cross there. And we come on the basis of who Jesus himself is and not who we are. Mm. <laughs> putting your hand up to say something. Slicked. <laughs> like, what is that? Is it a... <laughs> nope, just my imagination. Carry on, Debbie. Uh, Hebrews, so we come on the basis of who Jesus is and not who we are. So Hebrews 10, 19 and verses 21 to 22. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. And 1 John 2, 1 says, My dear children, I write this to you so that you you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. So it's not about us, it's about God. Mm. And can I just say that is such an important point. It's really important that we grasp that because it's because of who Jesus is and as you said not because of who we are so we have to remember we do not have any righteousness in ourselves and but we have the righteousness of Christ and that is why we can come with confidence but a lot of us don't I don't know whether we don't believe or we don't fully take it on board because we'll feel often unworthy like we can't really come you know and um, we, we, we feel condemned and that we can't come freely and it's really important that you grasp and accept that you have the righteousness of Christ because that's yeah. what gives you the right to come. Yeah. And I think very often we often, it's easy in this world that we live in of just all, it, it's all about you, you know, take care of you. Mm. You know, we are so conditioned almost to look out for ourselves. And we think everything's about us. And so, you know, when it comes to prayer and it comes to anything to do with God, it's, in our lives as Christians. It's nothing to do with us. It's all mm. about Jesus. Mm. Um, the third condition, uh, sorry, the third um, truth that's implied is praying in the name of Jesus recognizes and acknowledges the relationship that we have with God through Jesus. So Ephesians 1, 3 to 6 says, Praise be to the God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. So we can use his name because we know him and we know him because he's told us. Mm. So, and we're chosen, like in, in that verse, you know, we've been chosen. So to have that relationship with him and we were predestined before creation. So, yeah, yeah we like, 
So praying, yeah, praying in the name of Jesus recognizes that. So, yeah. And that name of Jesus is a weapon as yes. well. We've got to, you know, remember that it's a that's, weapon. That's one of the biggest things that I've just recently got from our training that we've been doing, you know, about mm. um, spiritual warfare and the number, like the biggest artillery that we can use is the name of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And um, it really does change the way you see the name of Jesus, mm -hmm. you know, and praying in the name of Jesus, you know, to shift from, oh, yes, we just say it at the end yeah, of our prayers to going, yeah. no, no, this is the big gun we fire yeah. <laughs> you know, at any time yeah. and it's, yeah. it's in Jesus' name. Yeah. And, I mean, so. you think of it, the, the Bible tells us anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved mm -hmm. and, you know, for me as well, I think of someone maybe drowning or, or just about to die. If with their heart they just like call Jesus, mm. that's how powerful his name is. You know, and the thief on the cross as well, mm. like that last minute. Yeah. Um, and like you're saying, Debbie, like it's such a, you know, is a, a weapon like I'm thinking of. Um, um, I think a number of us have had that, you know, where you get that attack during the night where you feel like there's, you know, paralyzed. there is, yeah, you're paralyzed and the demon is there and you can only, every single time I've had it, all I can do in my mind is just Jesus, 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 until eventually I can get it out. Mm. Yes. yes. <laughs> and then, you know, I'm always amazed at that guttural, like getting out when I eventually get there, like that David doesn't shoot up in bed because to <laughs> me it sounds so, you know, but it's that battle and I've gone through it several times to know how powerful that name is because... You know, I have victory in that, but just that battling where I know mm. that I'm battling the demonic and that's mm. how powerful. Being teaching, teaching the boys to pray, we get in the habit of every day before we go to school, we pray in the car together. And every day without fail, my youngest son says, and thank, I pray that Jesus does not die, <laughs> <laughs> which is so funny. But, and also like teaching him like, okay, no, it's amazing that Jesus died. Because He's not going <laughs> to die again. Don't worry. <laughs> because yeah. this is why it needed yeah. to happen. Oh, that's lovely though. <laughs> like compassion. Yeah. Um, and just an extra part to what I wanted to talk about was also, you know, we also carry those wounds around like, you know, you. I think you alluded to it earlier, Carolyn, saying that you know we we don't feel that we're worthy mm. to to be able to come to Jesus. And one thing that um, in Romans eight thirty two, he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with this graciously give us all things? And in Philippians 4.19, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. So we will never, ever be rejected mm, by God. Mm. And you know that thing of feeling unworthy as well? The enemy really feeds into that because that's yeah. what he wants. Yep. Mm. I mean, what price was it for us to be able to approach the Father, the life of Jesus? And so the more we hold on to that feeling unworthy, then we're not going to come. And that the Father desires us to come. That was the whole plan. Yeah. And the first, you know, that was yeah. the reason for the whole plan is for us to have that fellowship with him. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, so we really, and, and where we're feeling unworthy. And we talked earlier in the previous podcast about how a lot of these things, it's not a feeling, it's mm -hmm. a choice. And so even though you may feel unworthy, you've just got to push that aside because, if you're going on that feeling, that feeling of saying 
to yourself or whatever or if the enemy's mm. energizing it like you're unworthy you know you could be saying or he could be putting the arrow in the mm. first person you're unworthy that is in direct contradiction to the word of god yeah mm. and so regardless of what we feel we've got to choose to believe the truth yeah and you know the word says clearly yeah. that we have the righteousness of christ so we have to just not allow that feeling unworthy to dictate mm. how we behave and you know mm. what we believe all right so the fourth condition um, for coming to God is to approach God boldly and that's probably part of what I was just saying there but when we approach him boldly it means that we come with confidence and without condemnation you know if you come in with condemnation condemnation you can think of other situations in your life it always undermines your confidence mm. you know we talk as well you could be feeling great mm. or you know and I'm just going off to just say a normal thing let's say you had um a great business meeting, Lena, and you had like five people telling you, wow, that was really good. You spoke so well. You were awesome. You only need one person to come and say something negative and your whole confidence, you know, totally undermines you that condemnation. Hebrews 4, 16 says, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And some translations say that, um, instead of approach with confidence, come boldly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that confidence is a feeling or belief that we can rely on someone. Um, it's the state of feeling certain about the truth of something. Mm. And so there again, one of the conditions we saw was to have faith, that Lena spoke about having faith. So if you're not coming with confidence, yeah. then you don't have that certainty and really believe that God's going to hear you and answer you. So already there's one of the conditions gone. You know what I mean? You've mm. got to have that. And so you've got to feel certain about the truth of something. And the truth is what his word says that you can approach and he will hear you. And because of Jesus, we've got that right to approach and ask for help. And notice it says that we can approach God's throne. Let us then approach God's throne of grace. I mean, that's the king of kings, the ruler of the universe. And we have right to access and go in. Um, You know, we're praying to someone who's got power and authority to do what we ask. And we need to, I think often I know for myself, I will keep my eyes on myself or my problem or my needs and problems too much rather than looking up. Mm -hmm. And the Bible tells us to fix our eyes on Jesus and also in another place, fix your thoughts on Jesus. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we need to be really careful that we're not just looking down all the time we need to lift our eyes and up to that throne and also note it says approach God's throne of grace and we know that grace goes far beyond anything that we can achieve or earn for ourselves by our own efforts and because it's the throne of grace we're not giving the answer we're not given answers according to what we deserve or what we can accomplish the throne of grace so you know it's not like you said earlier it's not about us it's yeah. about Jesus and what he's done yeah. and that's the basis that we have for our confidence in approaching that throne that we're going to get that mercy and we're going to be shown grace and we can't earn it or strive Hebrews 10 19 and 22 therefore brothers and sisters since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus by a new and living way, open for us through the curtain that is his, his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. 
I love that where it talks about we've got confidence to enter the most holy place. Now that's the holy of holies mm. where only the priests used to yeah. be allowed to go in and they only went in once a year. But because of Jesus, we can go and, you know, I often think of when Jesus died at the cross, you know, when he said it's finished and it was finished, how that curtain, mm. I just, <laughs> I try and imagine what it must have been like for someone that was there when that curtain tore because, you know, just take a normal piece of fabric and try and just tear it with your bare hands. It's like mm. it's so difficult. You, you can't. And that curtain, I mean, I did a sermon a few years ago where I had the measurements on how thick that curtain like was. thick or something It's ridiculous. just like ridiculous that you would never be able mm. to tear it. But the other part of that is that it ripped from, from top, top to, to bottom, bottom, which is yeah, even which, harder as yeah. well. And it's coming from God, isn't yeah, it, done to yeah. us? Like we're not earning. See, because it's... It's easier to do yeah, anything from, from top, top to bottom yeah. than bottom to top. Yeah, yeah no human. And, and I just I often just daydream and think, wow, I wonder who got saved from just standing there and just seeing that curtain tearing and whether, you know, they actually realised the significance mm. of that when that happened because that meant that, like, when he said it's finished and that curtain tore, that was like, you can now come into the Holy of Holies. Yeah. I don't know, I just love that. It's just always, like, gives me, oh, wow. Um, yeah, so that coming boldly with confidence, we come without condemnation. As I said, in Psalm 66, verse 18 says, If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. And some translations say, If I had regarded iniquity in my heart. You know, if we are conscious um, of sin or we, you know, and we're holding on to stuff, then obviously that condemnation is going to come. We can't come with confidence. But even again, where you're not recognizing the righteousness of Christ and you're just sort of going yeah. over all your own things, or I'm not mm. worthy, or whatever, then you know that's gonna you're gonna feel condemned and you won't be able to come with confidence. And we remove that consciousness of our sin by repenting, confessing, and receiving forgiveness. And I think that often we will repent and confess, but we don't always receive the forgiveness we should and so we'll be playing it over and over where the scripture's clear you know if we confess our sins he's just and faithful forgive us our sins cleanse us from all unrighteousness and i don't know how many times i would play things over oh but you know and i've already confessed it more than mm. it's to to receive that so that you can and you can see why it's so important because you know you need to approach god with confidence or you're not even going to approach in the first place and that yeah. condemnation will just undermine that and so it's so important that we get that right hey yeah, so any thoughts that we have about righteousness in ourselves, because that is going to undermine your confidence. It's going to bring condemnation because we don't have it. I know I'm always still trying, striving for my own righteousness, um, but we need to get rid of that. Romans 8, 1 says, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So we really need to accept that we have the righteousness of Christ before we're going to approach in boldness and confidence. All right, so Lena, over to you for the next um, condition. Which is to have the right motive. So this is critical. When we pray, we need to ensure that we have the right motive. The first thing God looks at is our heart motivation. Mm. Whereas, you know, the religious spirit, religious people focus only what is external. Do you look good? Do you look like you're doing the right thing? But God looks at our heart. If you look at these scriptures, one Samuel 16 to 17. So this is Samuel. He goes to Jesse's to anoint the next king. And he looks at Jesse's oldest son, um, Eliab, and thinks, surely this is the one that's going to be anointed. 
But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So God looks at the heart of the matter. He doesn't just look at why we're ask, what we're asking for, but why. So why are we asking? Mm. God searches the thoughts and intents of our hearts and discerns our motives. Okay, so he's, again, not just concerned with what we want, but why. And sometimes we don't receive because we haven't actually asked. And sometimes what we ask for in prayer, we don't receive because we have the wrong motive. Mm. But James 4 Verse 2 to 3 says, You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. You covet what you cannot get, what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. So if we're not receiving things, then the first thing we need to consider is, one, have I actually asked God? And then we need to consider if we're asking with the right motive. Mm -hmm. So think about what James says. You don't receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. So that type of prayer is really focused on self. Okay, So that's the wrong motive. When we're just aiming to get something for our own comfort and satisfaction, we are asking with the wrong motive and we will not receive. The right motive is to pray so that God will be glorified. So John fourteen thirteen, And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So we will receive an answer in prayer when we pray in accordance with God's will so that the Father will be glorified. And that is the right motive. Yeah. And, you know, I think if we look at the first convert, um, condition of that reverent submission, again, you can see how everything ties back to that. Mm -hmm. If you are truly submitted to God, then your motive is yeah. going to be correct. So that's why it's really important. And that submission, if you think about it, it's really, that's a big battle, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Because it's laying down your will for God's. And I think that's a battle that has to be won probably more several times throughout your life. Because once you get that right, you can see all of the rest of this hinges on that. You know, you'll have the correct motive. You'll be undergoing sanctification. You'll have, you know, mm. your faith will be growing and all of that. So it's really crucial. And that's where we're often balked because we've got, you know, our own will can be mm. really strong and independent. And mm. yeah, so yeah, so get your, be submitted and really mean it and submit in your heart. And then your motive is going to line up. Mm. If we want to pray effectively, we need to have that right motive. Um, I like this little comment Derek Prince had. A life of righteousness that is based in faith gives glory to God. Mm. Alrighty, well, let's wrap out our podcast there with the closing statement of make sure you're praying in accordance with God's will, and that is the right motive. Yeah. Um, if you would like to get in contact with us, you can go onto our website, which is www.life-house.net. Um, and again, we just encourage you to get back into the scripture from Matthew 6 um, and just work on developing a really good, solid habit of prayer in your own life. And, and also just, you know what Lena's saying, get into the word because it increases and builds your faith. I don't know about you girls, but even just sitting here mm. talking about mm. the word and stuff, I always feel afterwards, you know, I feel like my faith mm. has been built yeah. and, and working through this, yeah. it really builds your faith. I agree. 
Alright, so that's all from us. Tune in next time.